Hello, and welcome to the Alchemy of Art podcast with your host, Addie Hirschton. Join us as we share folk tales and true stories about artists and the creative process. We start with the quote of the day. This is by Douglas H. Everett. There are some people who live in a dream world. And there are some that face reality. And then there are those that turn one into the other. Hello, everyone. My name is Addie Hurston. I'm a contemporary impressionist, painter, teacher with the Indianapolis Art Center, author, and public speaker. The purpose of this podcast is to share the folk tales and true stories about art and artists that I have collected as an art teacher. I hope they are as inspiring to you as they are to me. Today's story is Malang and the Magic Paintbrush. This is a folk tale from China. Once upon a time, there was a poor boy named Malang. One night, he dreamed that a wise man gifted him a magic paintbrush. When he awoke, he found a paintbrush like the one from his dream in his desk. Using this new brush, he painted the image of a cricket onto a sheet of paper. The moment Malang finished the painting, lifted his brush off of the paper, the cricket came to life. He jumped off of the table and bounced out the door. Malang used the magic brush to help his neighbors get the things they needed to make life easier. After a while, a greedy man noticed Malang's magic paintbrush. He wanted to steal it to make treasures for himself. The greedy man waited until Malang was walking down the road without his friends. He grabbed Malang and the paintbrush. Malang was thrown into the dungeon of the greedy man's house. The man immediately tried to draw a chest full of treasures on the wall, but the image did not come to life. Realizing that the magic brush must not work without Malang, the boy was dragged from the dungeon and asked to draw a mountain of gold. Clever Malang drew a mountain of gold on an island in the middle of an ocean. He added a boat to the scene. The greedy man jumped onto the boat, sailing quickly toward the mountain. Malang then drew many rivers and valleys between them. He placed dragons to guard the land from the greedy man on the shore of the ocean. For his selfishness, the man was banished from his homeland. Malang went on painting things of beauty to share with his good neighbors and lived happily ever after. The end. So uh, this is a great story. I love it, love it, love it. I've recently been telling it to elementary age children uh, as a Kamishibai story. That's uh, a special form of uh, illustration theater that's um, done in Japan and created a series of 
illustrations for it. It's been super fun. So my thoughts on this story. Um, if you create art for a greedy reason, that the work's going to fall flat. It just won't have the spark of life that is so appealing in work that's created um, in the spirit of giving. I love the idea of artistic creation springing to life, similar to our Pygmalion sculpture from Greek mythology. Um, these stories allude to how we can create something visual to make our hopes and dreams concrete. Um, this enables those dreams to become solid, tangible, and real. This enables us to articulate what we desire so that then we can make steps to bring it to fruition. Another similar story that comes to mind um, is Marjorie Williams's The Velveteen Rabbit, which is a story of a stuffed animal that is so loved by his owner that he eventually comes to life as a real rabbit. In that case, um, the story is how love has been what has made it real. When we create our artwork, it's our vision and our dreams and our, our hopes and desires can also make things come to life. So now that brings us to our questions from listeners. So if you want to submit a question to be chatted about on the podcast, just go to azirfineart.com and fill out the contact form. So someone wrote in and asked, what motivates artists to create art? Um, there are many, many reasons why we create art. The reasons are as diverse as the many artists of the world. Sometimes we artists can conflict because we don't understand that the motivation for another person making art might be really different than our own. But art is unique to the human experience, and if we want to value diversity and the worth of every person, we've got to strive to understand the various reasons for creating art. So um, central to this question, what motivates artists to create art, is understanding that there are many different reasons why artists create art. Um, I've created a list a while back of top 10 reasons that artists create and um, I posted it on my blog, and then I've since uh, modified it somewhat, and it is going to be included in my upcoming book that's going to be released in August, The Alchemy of Art, Stories for the Classroom. It will be in the conclusion section, but here I'm going to read these off for you so that you can um, get a sneaky peek at that. So, top 10 reasons we create art. Number one to communicate our values. Art can convey a message to the viewer. Political art clearly falls into this category. Whether it is in celebration or anger, we often want to share our experiences. Art can be used to help others understand what it is to be another person with different values, skin tone, or culture. When a truth is expressed, people listen. Art is a language 
that expresses what we often can't say in words. This is a powerful form of art that can transform cultures. In addition, if you create landscape art because the environment is important to you, you're communicating your values. We often create more of what we want to see in the world. Reason number two that artists create art. To build community. While art is often a solitary endeavor, Building relationships between the artist and the viewer only after the product is finished, it can also be used to bring teams of people together as they create a group project. I've seen this done really um, effectively well in my own community through mural projects where they got lots of different members together to create one large piece. And it's creating that work is building the community. Reason number three. To challenge ourselves. <laughs> this is a big one with me. Sometimes we need direction. And focusing our energy on accurately depicting a mountain stream, for example, can help an artist find direction in life. Pushing ourselves to the limit of our abilities is healthy and it promotes innovation. Number four, to open our eyes. So when we look at a flower for hours on end, as I sometimes do, in order to recreate it in artistic form, it forces you to view it in a whole new way. We break it apart, dissecting that flower until every little detail is more apparent to us. So art can open our eyes to the miraculous patterns found in nature. If we observe our world, we can appreciate it more fully. Henry Miller said it best when he wrote, The moment one gives cl close attention to anything, even a blade of grass, it becomes a mysterious, awesome, indescribably magnificent world in itself. Reason number five. To honor the sacred. So many artists share their reverence for the divine through art. Art can be used to express religious devotion, it can also be used to honor the sacred beauty of the natural world. Reason number six, to create more beauty in the world. William Morris, founder of the arts and crafts movement, wrote, to have anything in your house, excuse me, have nothing in your house <laughs> that you do not believe to be useful and believe to be beautiful. William Morris believed that we should not fill our lives with ugly things. Artists who fit this category create art with the purpose of filling our homes and communities with more beauty. The aesthetic movement and the writings of Oscar Wilde might interest artists with this purpose. Reason number seven, to articulate our purpose. Art can be used to narrow down our goals it can help us to articulate what it is we want to say before we make our final exit of death. <laughs> Sometimes um, I have students who think they're going to use painting to express their message, but through the process of going through the classes, they soon find that perhaps writing or another art form will suit the needs for their self-expression best. So. Um, 
in any way you can do it, it can help you narrow down your goals. I've seen people use a vision board collage art a lot to uh, do this form of art. Reason number eight, to heal ourselves. If you're angry, happy, sad, or in love, you can use art to express your emotions. The purpose of this form of art is to heal the artist by letting out pent-up emotions, not to create a product. If this appeals to you, you might be interested in art therapy. This form of art has roots in German Expressionist movement, a group of artists who used art to reflect their internal world, and they were influenced by Jung, Freud, and other psychologists. Reason number nine, to understand the human experience. When we create art, it can show us a lot about ourselves. When we examine the work of others, it can help us to understand other people's experiences. We're more alike than our differences. It can show what people are afraid of, what they value, what they love, what they're attracted to. Art reflects the experiences of the people who create it. When seeing the work of others, we can see ourselves reflected in that mirror and gain a better understanding of what unites the human experience. And reason number 10, the final reason uh, why artists create is simply to enjoy ourselves. Yes, sometimes it's as simple as that. <laughs> we create art for the enjoyment of creating art. When we do this, we're, we're participating in the great cosmic dance, right? We're, we're being active, we're being alive. Many art movements have campaigned for this purpose. We just, we're doing it because it's fun. For example, the decadent movement in France proclaimed l'art pour l'art, art for art's sake. After Zen Buddhist writings such as Zen and the Art of Archery were published in the West, many artists strived to enjoy the process of art more than the product. The process movement and Jackson Pollock also fell into this category. Um, and on a final note of all these reasons why we create art, every single one of them has been my reason for creating art at some point over the years. <laughs> Um, and, and when I started off, it was, um, the healing reason. It was to let out my pent up emotions and, um, use art as a form of therapy. And I've gone through many different phases where sometimes it was to look at nature and observe and learn. Other times, um, it was just because I wanted to enjoy it and it, I've gone through every single one of these. So if you have another reason that, that you think you that I should add to the list, then um, please write me and, and let me know because I've thought a lot about this. And um, if there's any other major reasons, you know, I wanna I want to include them. But I've looked at a lot of philosophy of art books and I've narrowed it down to these 10 according to many different movements that I've um, studied. So Again, if you liked these top 10 reasons 
why people create art. They are going to be included in the conclusion section of my book that's going to come out in August, The Alchemy of Art, Stories for the Classroom. So look forward to that. Okay, so if you love this podcast and you want to see it continue, please support us by going to my website, www.azirfineart.com. That's A-Z-H-I-R-F-I-N-E-A-R-T.com to make a donation on the podcast page. Thanks, everyone. May these stories about art and the creative process inspire you. May you find your voice. You have been listening to the Alchemy of Art podcast. To find out more about Addie Hirshton and her work, go to azirfineart.com. That's A-Z-H-I-R-F-I-N-E-A-R-T.com.